This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In the first part of this talk on human freedom, Reggie describes the ways we become imprisoned in modern society. He says that when reality penetrates our numbness, longing is awakened for liberation. This longing leads us to the Dharma. This talk was given in 2010 at the Insight Meditation Center in New York City. So this evening, I wanted to, in a way, review the basic teachings of Dharma. We live in a culture where 75 years ago, nobody really knew anything about Buddhism as a tradition of practice and meditation. Most of the knowledge was intellectual. And in the last 75 years, uh, many, many wonderful teachers have come from Asia to the West and taught us. But there's a lot out there now that is of all different sorts and varieties. And a lot of times you become very confused about what is, what really is Dharma. And what is there among all of the huge array of Asian Buddhist traditions that is of value to us. Because I think, you know, the key point always with Buddhism is, you know, the Buddha said, you know, I'm here to free you. I'm here so you can be free. Not free from yourselves not free from life, not free from other people, which is often how we think about freedom. I am here to free you for yourselves and for your own life. I'm here to free you for life itself, so that your freedom doesn't have any boundary, and your freedom doesn't mean moving away from anything, it means opening to everything and discovering in the fullness of your own life the full depths of freedom to be free to live. And really, you know, when you think about the Dharma, you have to realize that between the Dharma and life, you know, the Dharma in our life, there's no difference. The Dharma is life, it is our life, it's our true life. All of us have within us an interesting kind of uh, pendulum swing. Most of the time we feel fairly shut down, and we feel harried, hassled. We feel we're too busy. We feel there's too much pressure. We're anxious, and we don't feel really, really alive. 
more busy we are, the more pressure we feel, the more anxious we feel, the more numb we feel. There's a kind of numbness that goes along with it. And sometimes we hit the wall and reality calls and things fall apart and for a moment we experience a very different state of being where we are simply there totally open and totally relaxed and life is very vivid and there's no sense of separation and that moment only lasts for many of us for a brief instant but we see it and we feel ourselves that is what I want you know, that's really who I am that's what I long for and that longing often does not play well in the larger culture. We try to talk to our friends about it. We try to we go to hear a um, you know a psychotherapist or a teacher or some spiritual master, hoping that we can find that same fissure, that same gap in the um, numbness, and that we can be shown the way through. And more often than not, we don't find it. We look for it in books. The amount of time that we might spend if we have a, a real sort of spiritual calling that is uh, up for us, we spend a lot of time looking, 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 we can't find it. But then it happens again. Some other situation, some other um, catastrophe, some other hitting wall, and there we are again, and our mind is open, and there's a sen- sense of depth and um, brightness and a sense of being at peace with ourselves for a moment. Well, that moment, that gap in the numbness, that gap in the habitual business-as-usual mentality that is the human condition largely, that's what the Dharma is. The Dharma is what you see through the veil, when the veil is suddenly torn apart and you look through. That's what the Dharma is. Sometimes we experience it when we fall in love. Sometimes if we take drugs, we have an experience of what happens when the veil goes. The important thing, I think, you know, as modern people, even though our culture doesn't say yes to that kind of experience, and even though the entire culture, in a way, is going in the opposite direction, is saying no to anything that doesn't fit in with the status quo conventional mentality, What the Buddha said is we have to trust that momentary tear in the veil. We have to trust it with our whole being. And we have to make that the basis of our life. And we have to make that the compass point. You know, if we want to sail due east, that's east. That's where we need to go. The human being all of us, and no one's excluded. You know, sometimes we say, well, you know, so-and-so is spiritual, and so-and-so is not spiritual. But what Buddhism teaches is that actually all people are spiritual, in the sense that all people have a, a longing and a thirst and a deep, deep desire to be free in that way, to be free of their own, you could say, uh, free of their own nonsense. We would like to be free of our own nonsense. We would like to be free of our 
obsessions, our compulsions, our addictions, because we know, we can imagine, maybe we've seen a glimpse of what that would be like, and the Buddha said that's worth building your life on. We have a deep desire in us to see things without any filters, without any blinders. We have a deep desire to be a person without masks and armor. We have a deep desire to be naked and open to the world. We have a tremendously deep desire to love other people in a completely open-handed and selfless way. It's interesting that these are actually our needs as humans, and they're much deeper than the other needs that we have. And the Buddha said, we need to take those needs and trust them and make that the basis of our life. And it's not that we should leave our life that we have, but we should live our life understanding that that's actually why we're here. We're not here to be successful, although we might be. We're not here to be failures, although we might be. We're not here to be rich or poor. We're not here to be healthy or sick. We're here to be free. So the tradition of the Dharma has nothing to do with religion. I'm, I'm sorry to report. Now, of course, in my case, I studied in a PhD program, and actually before that, a college, I studied religion. And four years of college, seven years in the PhD program, that's 11 years of religion. And then when I got out, I taught about religion, and it came as a very disturbing a shock to realize that actually what I was really interested in wasn't religion, it was actually the Dharma. It was actually what religions are all pointing to. And sometimes they point in a good way, and sometimes they don't. But that's really what it was. In um, about 1970, I met Chogyam Trungpa, who is the founder of the lineage that I practice and teach in. And it was interesting that the first time I met him, he basically said, we're talking about your life. Did you know that? We're talking about opening up your life. We're talking about making a journey that's a human journey. It's not a Buddhist journey, it's a human journey. So a rude awakening, but um, a good awakening. And in life we sometimes meet people like that that sort of help us, you know, change our direction from a kind of uh, confused, groping in the dark, to seeing the light over there and realizing that's actually what we want, that's what we need to strive for. Sometimes we hear people put down desire. You ever heard that happen? People will put down desire, they'll put down passion, they'll put down longing, they'll put down love, you know, in the name of spirituality, that, well, these things aren't really good. They deflect us from the spiritual path. But in the tradition of the Dharma, that I received from Chogyam Trungpa, which is, as you know, as community members, most of you, the teachings of practicing lineage of Tibetan Buddhism, love is our God. The knowledge of the heart 
is how we find the right way. And so the dharma that we need to practice and the dharma that I think goes back to the Buddha himself is very much a dharma of the heart and a dharma of experience. We're not talking about moving away from the heart and moving away from experience into some kind of abstract intellectual realm. We're talking about awakening the heart and removing the coverings over our experience, peeling away the layers of hesitation and fear and uh, withdrawal and neediness. And all of these are layers, they're acquired behavior and reducing ourselves down to the pure experience of being alive and being human with no restriction, with no barriers. We might think, and we do think sometimes, that if we were to do that, you know, peel away all of the extraneous layers, like if we peel away ambition, then we wouldn't do anything anymore, we would just become inert. And when we do that, lo and behold, we find that the more naked our experience, the deeper our inspiration to engage the world and to love the world, the more we peel away our ego motivations, the more free we become to love other people. So it's a very convincing logic that to sit to work with the body and to strip ourselves down to the essential person that we are might make us ineffective and uncreative. But strangely enough, the exact opposite happens. And we begin to realize that most of us spend most of our time with evasionary tactics. We use up a huge amount of energy trying to evade our own life and to work our way around our own experience and to talk ourselves out of being who we are. Huge amount of energy is used up in those activities. And the more we, through the practice of meditation and working with the body, we see those patterns, we're able to release them, and the more free we become, and the more our life can flow like a river. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet, Cry of the Snow Lion.